Entrepreneur on Fire 518. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Create mobile apps for your client's business or create a mobile app of your own. Business apps makes it easy with no programming knowledge needed. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com today. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 260,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. Now that's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Richard Ryerson. Richard, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, let's go. Woo! Richard is a public speaker and entrepreneur. He is the founder and host of the Dose of Leadership podcast, a bi-weekly podcast that brings interviews with relevant and motivating leaders, real-life leadership experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Richard, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, well, you know, thanks for having me on the show, John. I really appreciate it. And, and I know that I started this journey um, a few months after you did too, and uh, I reached out to you long ago when your month show was about three months old, and you've been such a help for me behind the scenes and a great friend and, and someone that's given me some great advice behind the scenes. So let me just thank you for that. Thank but yeah, you. I am a uh, podcast host, I'm a, and I started a podcast because um, my side hustle has been for quite some time, primarily a leadership coach, a trainer, a speaker. That's what I'm passionate about. I love speaking and talking about common sense leadership. I love, you know, for me, leadership and coming from the Marine Corps is less about um, larger than life charisma, thinking that you got to bring some larger than life figure like the Lone Ranger to come in and save the day. And I'm a firm believer that leadership is everyone's responsibility. And if you look back at all of the great accomplishments throughout history, it wasn't because of one great individual. It was because of everyday people like you and me, you know, making decisions and, and asking for forgiveness and not permission and doing something courageous and stepping out in faith and fear and all those things. And, and that's what really is dose of leadership is about. That's what my speaking and coaching and training is all about. It's getting all of us to understand that we've got a leadership obligation and that all of us can change the world, or at least are, are part of it. If we just have the courage to step out and, and get comfortable with uncertainty, get comfortable with fear, realize that it's never going to go away. And, uh, and that we're all capable of being great leaders. So that's, that's what it's all about. I love that, Richard. And I love trying to get inside the minds of history's great leaders. I've always been a lover of history. I was an American history major in college. And actually, right now, I'm reading Stephen Pressfield's book about Alexander the Great. And it's fictional, but I mean, it's really cool to see with a lot of factual historical events as well, what you know might have been going on in Alexander's head while he was going through these incredible campaigns and the such. Well, you know, Pressfield's so good, too, because he taps into that whole warrior. I mean, it, there's nobody that understands that warrior culture and that mindset of what it means to step out in courage and fear and, 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 and do what's right despite what's around you. And, oh, I love Pressfield's stuff. <laughs> well, Fire Nation, if you haven't figured it out yet, we have an Army officer, myself, and a Marine officer, Richard, 
matching off here, having a blast together, loving to talk about leadership, about history. And Richard, thank you, my friend, for your service. It's an honor to have you on this interview today. And as you know, we're going to talk about your journey as an entrepreneur, but we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. God, there's so many because I love quotes and I think it's one of those things that, you know, and they change with the seasons and, you know, and I, I'm always looking at new ones. But here's the one that that is hanging with me today and it's been with me for a while and I love this and I think you'll relate to this, John, because you and I have talked about this before, but it's, it's really a, a motto or a mantra. I don't even know who it's attributed to, to be quite honest, but I saw this in a book and, it, and, and I put this on my desk and I look at it every day and it's, it says, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not what I want to be but I'm not what I used to be. I haven't learned how to arrive. I've learned how to keep on going. And uh, to me, that speaks to this idea and, and this kind of this epiphany or in, in my journey anyway, or this, this uh, that hit me a few years ago that it's not so much about getting to a plateau. It's not so much about reaching a destination, quote unquote, which is what I was chasing. And then when it, it, to me, it's all about the journey. And when, when you realize that it's, it's not so much, the toil isn't so much about what you're going to get. It's the toil is, is about what you're going to become. And, and when I started adopting that philosophy, that's when things really started changing for me. So does that, does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And it's such a great philosophy. I think Fire Nation can really resonate with that as well, because so many listeners out there are entrepreneurs or are entrepreneurs, maybe having to side hustle as a sidepreneur, or maybe you're already just a small business owner and looking at it as the journey, not as a destination is so critical because we're not on these little mini sprints, Richard. We're on a marathon. And what are we creating in that mindset of the marathon? So speaking of that, let's take the spotlight and turn it to you, somebody who has that mindset of a marathoner. And Richard, tell us a story. Take us down to the ground level of a time that you failed. We really want to be there with you and share with us the lessons you learned. It goes back, and I've shared this before in my podcast, so maybe some of the listeners heard it, but it really was the genesis and the beginning of the, of the real entrepreneurial journey for me. I always loved entrepreneurship. I always wanted to be one. I, can, I never fully considered myself one. I, you know, there's a, I had a lot of doubts. I mean, this goes back to the 80s, you know, in, in 85, 86, 87, and I was even studying entrepreneurship, and I wrote – I was in DECA where you – uh, the competition was that I was in and I went to nationals where you wrote business plans and you, and the competition was you tried to gain capital with these, you know, fake loan officers, right? That's <laughs> wow. And so I always had that kind of spark, but I, I always talked myself out of it. And so I, I became a pilot and I, and I went into the Marine Corps and I, I went that whole path and, and I kind of stopped thinking about it because I loved flying. It was a passion. I still love doing, you know, flying. I still do it. And it's just one of those things that fits like a glove. And I thought, well, I'll just be a pilot for the rest of my life. And when, then when I got laid off from American Airlines, I finished my training with, I think I've told you this, but I finished my training on September 8th, 2001 with American Airlines. Right, right after I got, I got out of the Marine Corps in June of 2001, hired by American, had my dream job. I'm going to be making six figures. I'm going to be flying all over the world, doing what I love. And I finished my training on September 8th, had three days off. And September 11th was my first official day at American Airlines as a, as a pilot. And um, I was furloughed October 1st and I was thinking, God, all I know how to do is fly airplanes. And I was panicking. And uh, when I 
got a job as a shipping supervisor making 14 bucks an hour, which is completely different from major's pay, by the way. I mean, and you know that that's a complete difference. It was a wake up call for me. So I struggled. I really did struggle. I struggled with an identity. And what I found on the weak part of me, the weakness was that I, I put so much of my identity and who I was in that being that Marine Corps officer and being that pilot. And I struggled and I searched for so long and I was looking for that position. I was looking for that title. I was looking for that income that would justify my existence, if that makes sense. And what a dangerous, dark path that led me down. Because what was happening was, even though that I was um, getting all the accolades at work, and I mean, I was the greatest guy. Like, oh, look how good he is. And he's rising star and doing all these things. And I was believing my own press, but I wasn't the same guy when I came home. I was miserable inside and I wasn't being honest with myself. I wasn't honest with who I was. And I really kind of checked out on my marriage and on my family. And that led to a lot of dumb decisions that would eventually, long story short, led to divorce papers being rightfully uh, delivered to me. And that really was my splat moment, if you will, if I, in, a, in sitting in a hotel room on my knees thinking I'd lost everything based on this kind of fraud that I was, you know, you know, putting so much emphasis and not being authentic and of not owning up to my fears and my weaknesses and and accepting with who I was and trying to be somebody that I was not, if that makes sense. And, and that was really the moment in the Genesis when I said, and when I, and when I literally was in that hotel room thinking I'd lost everything, that's when I started going towards hope and understanding that, you got to be real and got to be authentic with who you are. And that was the beginning of the journey, really, when I look back of uh, becoming and, and, and doing things that I, that I was meant to do, that my heart was telling me to do, and also being authentic with my spouse, with my kids, with, um, with my work and where I wanted to go with life. And, and that, that began that journey. And um, it didn't happen overnight. It took another five to six years because I had to focus on, on the marriage, and it's still a work in process. But that's really what started the entrepreneurial journey for me. And, and um, I don't know. Um, you have any questions about that? Did I answer all the questions about the lessons learned with that? I mean, that was pretty much my, my failing dark moment. It's powerful, Richard. I know a lot of Fire Nations resonating with that, unfortunately, because you had to have a bottom out moment before you could start to climb. And that's really the power of Entrepreneur on Fire. And for the listeners to resonate with you and to see them maybe spiraling down or heading in that direction, not having to bottom out because they can learn from my mistakes, from your mistakes and from the lessons that we learn. Because, you know, for me in a kind of a different aspect, I had a similar situation where I decided that I was going to leave my very cushy six-figure job in commercial real estate and become a podcaster. And this was just a couple of years ago. And you know, I was convinced I was going to do this. I convinced myself it was the right thing. I was excited. I was passionate. But then I remember multiple nights in a row waking up in the middle of the night sweating and saying, what are you doing? It would be so dumb for you to leave this partnership track, this great cushy job, you know, for something that you have no idea what you're doing. You have no broadcast experience, no communications experience, no online presence whatsoever. What are you thinking? And I would go to bed, Richard, only, and I would be able to fall asleep only because I convinced myself that when I woke up, I was going to leave these foolish ideas alone. Fortunately for me, I was unable to leave it alone. And I knew that that was the right decision. My intuition was pulling me in that direction. And that in and of itself was enough. And that's what Fire Nation needs to resonate with. What is your intuition telling you? You know, what fears are holding you back? And should they be really holding you back? Or are the fears hollow? And can you break through them? And Richard, 
you know we love stories here. You just told an amazing story. You bared your soul. You shared it all. You're so generous with that. Let's continue that theme on the other end of the spectrum, on an aha moment that you've had at some point in your journey. Share with us that light bulb that went off and the steps you took to turn that moment into success. I look at it in maybe little steps. I think there were little ahas and it led to maybe a, um, a bigger aha. And it, and it was the beginning of that. Hey, you know what? There's something to, to your point that there, there was a gnawing. There was something in my heart that was speaking to me that says you need to pursue this. This is what you were put on this planet to do. And I thought, well, um, no. And I talked myself out of it. Like you said, is like hey, crazy ideas. These are foolish. You know, you got a good thing. You got the security blanket. You've got the, you know, all those things. Uh, but it was just it was it was annoying. I, I, I can't describe it any other way. And when I finally decided to pursue it and kind of like you and um, it, I can remember the day it was December 17th, 2012. It was a day after my birthday randomly. That's right. And I was sitting there and I was like, how can I get when So I I'd started the side hustle, right? I started the side hustle of saying, OK, I need to get more noticed. I need to get, you know, learn how can I do, you know, get more noticed in a noisy world. And when I was sitting there. And I was literally getting ready to get out of bed and I was looking at my bookshelf and I said, what if I just interviewed all these people that were on my bookshelf? <laughs> now, keep in mind that I had, I didn't know you, I didn't know, and you know, I didn't know anything about Mixergy. I didn't know any of that stuff. I mean, that was just literally, I was just sitting there and, and it just hit me. Like, what if I just talked to everybody that's on this bookshelf? I mean, it would benefit me, it would benefit them, you know, and it's just a conversation. It's not, you know, it's not flashy or anything like that. It's a real just genuine, authentic conversation. And I sat there for an hour and I thought, nah, they're not going to want to talk to me. You know, this, that whole thing. And then finally something just said, you know what? I'm going to email. And so I spent that whole day and I emailed everybody that was on, on that bookshelf, everybody. And it was from Jim Collins to, Dave, to Jim Cousas, David Allen. These are all big leadership names, right? And so I, once I started doing that, I started getting excited. I said, instead of, in, in addition to the bookshelf, what if I want to talk to this person? I want to talk to this person. And it got to the point to where in Gene Krantz, who is a, a great hero of mine. He is a, um, was the flight director for NASA during Apollo 11 during the moon landing. And he was the, uh, the, the flight director in mission control during Apollo 13. You know, Ed Harris played him, the guy that wearing the white vest, you know, the flat top crew cut. Heck yeah. Yeah. So I, and I called him at his house that same night. I did this all in one day. I called him at his, I Googled him, found his address in Houston, Texas. It has to be him. And I called him and I said, hey, you don't know me from Adam, but I just was being authentic. I was just being completely honest. This is what I want to do. I, I, I'm creating a podcast. I had nothing on paper, nothing. I said, but I want to talk about common sense leadership, what it means to be courageous. And, and he said, sure, I'll do it. And I was floored. And that was kind of like the first aha moment. An hour later, I got two email responses back from Jim Cruzes and David Allen, who are huge in the leadership business space, right? Huge. And they said, absolutely, we'll do it. When do you want to do it? And that was the, the aha moment that says, wow, this is going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And a month later, I launched on January 20th with uh, six interviews in the, in the bucket because of your advice and strategy. Instead <laughs> of just doing the one, do the six. New and noteworthy podcast launch strategy. And you crushed it. I mean, you were dominating new and noteworthy for all eight weeks. What kind of organic traffic did that drive for you? Uh, it drove quite a bit. I mean, it got to the point at, the, at its highest peak – um, it was, wasn't as high as your numbers, but I mean, but even from the beginning and I mean, I was driving 2000 
2,500 downloads a day there at the very beginning at the end of the eight weeks. And so it was, it was pretty impressive. Those are actually almost identical to my numbers. I was like between 2,500 to 3,000 a day. And then I remember the day I dropped off New and Noteworthy, which is one thing I try to share with every podcaster because for me, it came as a shock and it was almost a, a reason why I quit. I went down to like 815 downloads for the day. It was the first time I had been like below 2,000. I'm like, you know what? It was a good run. It's over. No one's ever going to hear about your podcast again because you're often new and noteworthy and why would anybody ever hear about Entrepreneur Fire again? And it was a dark couple of days and it's a roller coaster. What was your experience with that? Same, but it was better because you warned me about it. <laughs> I remember warning you. <laughs> you told me, hey... Because, you know, you do feel pretty heady. You feel pretty good about yourself and like, wow, this is cool. This is this is rock and roll, man. This is awesome. And then you're right. The, the precipitous drop happens. But the good news, like you said, is you, you, you it slowly builds and continues to, to go up and, and, and the organic traffic is is uh, or that kind of base is is there. Right. I mean, and so they're always looking for you. And I don't know. It's just been I, I, I'm just so excited that I've, I've started this podcast. It's a theme for life, Richard. I mean, you built a foundation. I built a foundation through podcasting. Other people can do it through podcasting, through blogging, through web TV, through any other niche. But what the important thing is, is that you start producing, not just consuming. Richard, you looked at your bookshelf. You said, I'm going to start producing interviews. I said, I'm going to start producing daily podcasts. And we both took action. We both started producing and we both started building our audiences to now where we are today, both generating income off of the businesses that we literally created hypothetically out of thin air. I mean, before they didn't exist and now they exist in a very powerful way. And that's really the note that I want Fire Nation to walk away with from your aha moment, from your inspiration. But what would you want Fire Nation to walk away with, Richard? Just one takeaway. What would it be? I think back to a conversation you and I had early on, even you know, long before you launched Foundation Elite or any of that, and I mean, it was early on, and, and we were talking, and you said something to me that resonates, and I still, and I still give, in fact, I gave this advice to a guy that, that reached out, and I'm, I'm helping him with the, uh, he's a guy that listens, he listens to you, he listens to me, and it's, and he's making a snippet book for nurses. And Go ahead, guy, give his name a shout out. His last name is Michael Hennix. He reached out and it was just so funny because he's like, oh, I, 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 for six weeks, I've been wanting to reach out to you. And I'm like, dude, I'm just me, man. You can reach out. And, <laughs> and we talked and, he, and he's, he's creating a snippet book and he's deciding to, um, he's a nurse. And he says, I just want to create this book about leadership that, that helps nurses and, and ER nurses and understand, you know, this isn't stuff you can't get in a book. It's just common sense. And he's making a snippet book. And I said, that's awesome, dude. And he's like, can I interview you for the leadership chapter? And I said, absolutely. So we did the interview. But one thing that, and I told him, and I, what I appreciated with him, I said, dude, sometimes good enough is just good enough. Now, I know we're all professionals and we're all perfectionists and we want to do the right thing. But I think sometimes we use perfection as an excuse to not take action. And you and I, you told me that early on and, and I carry that with me. And I, and I believe that sometimes you just need to, to take action. I mean, sometimes I see people. And in, in people that we know, even in, in Foundation Elite, where they'll, they'll, they'll spend weeks on a logo. And it's great. And I'm not trying to take anything away from it because you want it to be right and you want it to be professional. But at some point, sometimes good enough is just good enough. And, and, and that is what I think is one of the most important things for someone who's brand new to the entrepreneur journey that's, that's still having full of self-doubt. Can you do this? Just get it out there and do something at some point and then adjust and, and 
and make adjustments along the way. Well, Richard, we're walking, living, a breathing proof of that. I mean, go listen to the first 50 interviews of Entrepreneur on Fire. I mean, I just launched and I knew it was not going to be great. I knew it wasn't going to be that good, but I knew it was going to be good enough and I knew I was going to improve. And the same goes for you. I mean, your first handful of interviews weren't the best, but you've improved every single time you've gone out and done it, as have I. And now you're in the hundreds. You know, I just broke 500 interviews. So I mean, we're living and breathing what we do now. So of course, we're going to be getting slightly better every time because we're doing, we're doing the work going back to Stephen Pressfield. And what I want to do, Richard, is bring things to a question that I really love asking entrepreneurs. I haven't prepared you for this, so I'm curious where you're going to go for it. What is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? You think back when you finally get that big payday, when you finally get that check in your bank account or you get handed the paper check, you know, and, and that happened when I got my really first big, I mean, the one that I would think, especially when you're talking and speaking and coaching and it's in that kind of professional realm, that realm that you didn't think is possible and it happened and it happened because I can attribute it directly to what happened on the podcast. And I know that so because the, the guy, when I sealed the deal, it was such an easy deal to seal because he, I said, are, are you, you got any questions? He's like, no, man, I, I feel like I know you. I listen to you all the time. <laughs> such an easy sell because of the podcast, because of the authenticity of me behind the mic I mean, I am who I am. I don't try to pretend to be something that I'm not. That helps seal the deal. And that was a proud moment for me because it was completely me. I did it all myself. And I mean, it's just that's that's the uh, that's the ultimate in entrepreneurship is when the effort that you did and no and you alone, that was, you know, you created or you brought that that money to you. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just that was a great moment for me. But the other one that that kind of hit me and it doesn't have associated with monetary value. But it was been it's been at times when I've, I've and it seems like it's it's happened to me twice where I'm like, God, is anybody even listening to the show? I don't get any emails. Doesn't look like anybody's visiting my website very much. Um, I'm not getting any feedback or comments on my posts. What's going on? And then out of the blue, I'll get an email from some guy from South Africa who says, wow, what you did has changed my life. We're listening to your shows. You know, every Thursday we gather around and we listen to your episodes and we incorporating our training, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know. And and when I say I'm proud, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm prideful and like, look how great I am. It's like because I don't feel worthy of that, to be quite honest. But it and it doesn't pay the, the electric bill and it doesn't pay the food bill. But man, if that doesn't keep me going and saying, you know what, this is why I do what I do, because it feels so good knowing that I did add value to somebody else, even though uh, sometimes I don't feel I'm worthy of it because I'm just another human being. It pays the emotional bill. And sometimes that's just as important. And Richard, let's bring things to present times. Let's talk about today because you have a lot of exciting things going on. I get to be kept abreast of it because we're in Fire Nation Elite together. And I love tracking everybody's progress within and seeing your progress over the last year has been so inspiring on so many levels. Break it down for Fire Nation now. Break it down. What's one thing that's really exciting you today? Well, the exciting thing for me is the fact that that, that I'm reaching out. I mean, every uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm, I'm hosting mastermind groups and, and, I'm, and I'm meeting so many great people and I'm doing coaching. I'm, I'm coaching some executives all across the United States. I'm coaching um, a guy in California who owns a restaurant group. Um, all of it is just kind of, I mean, it's just the activity that is happening and, and the momentum that's growing and churning is, is what's so exciting for me. And the, the, the exciting thing for me is, is finally overcoming that limiting belief, that limiting fear, that the understanding that anything is possible, if that makes sense, that, you know, I'm looking at creating online courses. I mean, that's in the works. I got the momentum going on that. Um, 
And for me, it's the networking, really. The thing that I never really considered or even thought about was the powerful network that podcasting has created for me. Um, networking with Fire Nation Elite and, and similar masterminds that I'm in, um, I never realized how powerful and how beneficial a, a, a network can be. And podcasting has created the most professional, powerful network in such a short amount of time. I, and I, I don't even know how you put a dollar figure on that, to be quite honest. That's what's exciting for me. Priceless. And Richard, before we dive into the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. It's easy to see the benefits of having several graphic designers work on your design project versus just one. For example, let's say you go online in search of a single designer and you hire someone from a freelance website. This takes you about a week since you had to write the post ad, comb through submissions, and then select your guy or girl. Next, you go back and forth with them a couple times about your vision, what exactly you're looking for, if you know, in that design, and all that good stuff. Then, about a week later, if they aren't too busy, the designer comes back to you with a couple options. Trouble is, well, over two weeks have gone by, and you don't like either of the designs. What if you could start your next design project today, have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. When you're working with clients who aren't necessarily huge brands with all kinds of money to spend, you still want to be able to offer them cutting edge tools and recommendations to grow their business, right? Of course you do. Well, a mobile app for their business may not be the first thing that pops into your head, but let me tell you, it could be a game changer not only for your business, but for your client's business as well. Not a programmer? That's okay. Business apps can help you with the whole nine yards. They provide mobile app resellers with orientations, webinars, sales and marketing materials, design, and product support. The whole platform is white-labeled, so you have total brand control. It's basically your very own pre-made mobile app creation company. You heard right. No programming necessary. Just load in your company logo and start selling mobile apps today. If you're interested in learning more, visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com. And Richard, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. This is where you're going to be able to share some incredible resources and insight with Fire Nation. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? It was just fear. I mean, it was fear of believing that I wasn't capable of doing this, that, that, that this wasn't for me. What is the best advice you've ever received? Probably the best advice is this idea that you, you need to suspend the belief on how it's going to get done and just believe and just know that it's going to get done. I think we spend too much time wrapped around the axle of, of coming up with plans and details. And, and to me, plans are almost, to an extent, they're almost like excuses for procrastination. I would rather be a dreamer and, and look at the vision and the inspiration and thinking, yeah, I know this is going to happen. I don't know how it is at this point, but I just know it's going to. And that ironically kind of leads to action steps that gets you to that path. Sometimes you just got to have faith. That's right. Can you share one of your personal habits, Richard, that you believe contributes to your success? I think tenacity and just believing, just not giving up. I mean, that, that certainly came from being in the Marine Corps and being an officer is that you just, you just don't quit. You just don't give up. And um, that really, and especially after I've interviewed so many great people on the show, that has been the overriding theme 
is the only thing that separates me from the Steve Forbes of the world, well, aside from the fact that he's a billion dollars, but the, <laughs> the idea that, that you just don't quit, that you just don't stop. And that failure and uncertainty is the norm and that it never goes away. And so it's not about trying to control fear and uncertainty. It's about exploiting it. And that is the difference for me. Love it. Exploiting and embracing fear. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, Richard, that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? You know, Schedule Once has been a lifesaver for me. I mean, for the, uh, and I know it's maybe, it doesn't have to necessarily be for podcasting, but as I know, as, as the side hustle was really getting busy for me, and I, I dropped a couple uh, interviews uh, because of just the schedule busyness, and, and just automating your systems are so critical, uh, getting virtual assistance and everything else, but Schedule Once has been a lifesaver. It makes scheduling interviews, scheduling, coaching sessions, so easy and rescheduling. So that's probably my favorite resource right now. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and all this great stuff that Richard and I are talking about by going to eofire.com slash Richard Ryerson. Richard, if you could recommend just one book, what would it be? You know, and you don't have to read the whole book. It's a, it's a classic. It's a standby. And, I, and, it's, and especially because I believe in, in, I think we talked about this a year ago, John, when I interviewed you on my show about the kind of symbiotic relationship between entrepreneurship and leadership. I really do think if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you, you're well suited to understand just the basics of leadership. And for me, Jim Collins, Good to Great, um, is, a, is a great read anyway. But if you, do, you don't even have to read the whole book. But if you just read a chapter from good to great, and it's the chapter on level five leadership, um, that will do wonders for your, your, your ways to view how you run your business, how you look at people, and how you look at leadership in general. I think that should be a leadership primer 101 for anybody who's interested in becoming a better leader. So it's the level five leadership chapter from Jim Collins, good to great. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Richard, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Uh, seven days. <laughs> well, I think first and foremost with the $500, I would, I would get a domain name. I would try to capture a domain name of just my name. I would go and create a real simple uh, WordPress site that highlights me and what I'm capable of doing and what services I've had. Then I would buy an upgraded uh, premium membership to LinkedIn and I would start networking like a madman and start reaching out and, and letting everybody know that, hey, I'm here and I matter and I have value and I'm here to help you. And uh, I think that would kickstart and start bringing in more, more than money, more, the, more of the $500 that I already have. Richard, I never doubted that a Marine officer would have a very focused, impressive answer to the $500 question. So thank you for not disappointing. And I have just so enjoyed chatting with you. We have a lot in common on a lot of different levels, you know, bringing the skills that we learned as officers in the military to entrepreneurial journeys, the discipline, the focus, the leadership. It's really been powerful for me. So give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. 
am easy to find. And I also have a new podcast that's out there. It's just me. It's not an interview podcast. It's just me for about 10 to 15 minutes espousing my leadership guidance and wisdom. And it's, it's another way to reach out. It's the Courageous Leadership Podcast. Um, in the Dose of Leadership podcast, you can find me there. And you can find me at doseofleadership.com and at richardryerson.com. Richardryerson.com really highlights my speaking, my, my coaching, and it's really uh, kind of supports the Courageous Leadership podcast. Dose of Leadership supports the interview podcast. And again, at Dose of Leader on Twitter, LinkedIn. I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. It's one of my favorite uh, resources out there to, to connect and network. And um, again, you can email me at richard at doseofleadership.com or com or Richard Ryerson or Richard at richardryerson.com. So anyway, I'm easy to find. Boom. Well, Richard, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've talked about in today's episode by just going to eofire.com and enter Richard in our amazing search bar. And his show notes page will pop right up. Resources, books, contact information, it's all there. And Richard... Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Right on. Thanks, John. Thanks for, uh, for doing this. Fire Nation, have you ever heard of Rike? Well, if you've been looking for an all-in-one collaboration and project management app that will make your team's work both easy and stress-free, Rike is for you. With Rike, your projects will always be on track and your team in perfect sync. Go to Rike.com slash fire to start a free 30-day premium subscription of Rike and get more things done together with your team. W-R-I-K-E dot com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 